Exchange. What's up, world? This is Nate, uh, your host of the Artist Exchange Radio Show. Here on Friday, we're here a little bit later. We had a little bit of a me issue. Um, I forgot some stuff, and we're going to get it together. Uh, but uh, today's uh, topic is, let me get the outside to say it officially now, uh, the politics and being supportive. We're going to talk a little bit about building an audience, building them up, then knocking down. But it's support from the other side. So the people who are the supporters going in. Um, there are a number of things in the uh, atmosphere right now that we're dealing with. Uh, one being here in Baltimore, we have our um, state's attorney, uh, Ms. Marilyn Mosby, um, Esquire. Uh, she is uh, being charged with What's the, why do you know the official charge? That's what I was looking at. And I went right over there. You got me looking up Jaguar, right? Oh, shit, that's it right there. Oh, no. Give me a moment, I'll figure it. I got, I got the um, article, but I don't have it right So now. on last Thursday, the U.S. Attorney's Office in Maryland, Maryland announced a federal grand jury. How serious is that? Um, had indicted, indicted five months before, karma, five months before her next election uh, in karma, uh, <laughs> uh, indicted Mosby, age 41, on four federal charges of perjury and making false mortgage applications relating to uh, purchases of two vacation homes in Florida. Uh, these charges came as she seeks a third term as Baltimore State's attorney. So since 2015, Marilyn Mosby has been the state's attorney in um, Maryland uh, for Maryland, Baltimore. Uh, and um, since she's gotten into office, there's been a campaign to get her out of office. Literally, the first week, the, the individuals that were working in her off, working in her office that she had to then fire because they were still campaigning for the person that was in the office before she was. I can't even tell you who the who the state's attorney was before Marilyn Mosby was in there. And it wasn't because this is a black woman, it's because that person was never seen. Never seen, never heard. He may have done, you know, a few press conferences outside the courtroom when there was big cases. Uh, but I really don't remember who he was. Uh, so the first week or the first month of her being elected state's attorney, elected state's attorney, uh, because the last woman wasn't doing his job, so they elected a new person. We elected a new person. Um they, people in her office were suing her because she fired them because they were kind of going behind her back, dismantling things on their social media, talking about her, uh, you know, bigging him up, saying we wish he was here. It, was, it, it got a little deep. So, of course, we work in a, uh, they work in a, a law office an official law office, the biggest one in this city. Um, I don't want people here that don't have my best interest at heart. I don't want, you know, reporters or anybody around me that don't have my best interest at heart. And Maryland is an at-will state. I can fire you for whatever reason. <clears throat> they were never under contract in that office. 
Um, I can fire you for any reason, being at Atwell State. So we're going to speak the legal jargon. And these people were actively trying to sue her because they fired, she was, she fired them for being disloyal. And, and she came out and spoke about that disloyalty and why she had to let them go. So from day one of her becoming state's attorney, um, they began to um, slander her, slander her, throw her under the bus, and then not, not a few, not less than, it was less than a couple months later, one of the biggest cases in our city uh, that sparked a number of other um, things like riots, all the riots. We had, um, what I want you to call this boy, Freddie Gray was, I we say killed, uh, but he died in the custody of police officers. Literally, he died in the back of the paddy way. Um, and she took on that case in terms of trying to indict the five officers that were um, involved, that handled him from the time they picked him up to the time they brought him to the jail, then back to the hospital, then to the corner. Uh, so that failed. That was one of her first uh, big cases that she handled. And she didn't win. She didn't get any of them um, indicted. All of them were acquitted. And that started, uh, that was the push. She was already being pushed over the edge, but that was the push for her over the edge in terms of her reputation, her integrity. And that was because we went through, we've gone through three mayors since she's been in. It's been this unspoken, I don't like her attitude from, um, what's the, what was her name? The lady you don't like that's in jail right now that's about to be a TV star because she was a bad man. Uh, so because that mayor didn't like her, because hey, just think a stink, just think a stink. Hey, she about to be a superstar. She about to be on um, World's Dumbest Criminals, and uh, Pew, then Bernard Jack Young, and now it's just this unevenness about her relationship with these mayors. Um, the governor has stepped in a number of times speaking on the job that she's doing. A number of city officials have stepped in because they didn't like the job that she was doing. Her job is to prosecute people in jail uh, that have been accused of various crimes, big name crimes. Now, most of the cases of her office, she's not overseeing them in terms of her being the actual lawyer, the prosecutor, she is over the top of them. I've been in a number of those cases. I can't say why here, but I've been on a number of those cases where I've seen her uh, still sitting behind the lawyer and giving support throughout the trial when there was a case that she was that it was came to her office. So right. all she, times, she doesn't prosecute. Right. But she had like for the Freddie Gray, she's sitting there. Right, for like, anything that got to do with media, yeah, she will be a part of. Right, but it, it, it was it's bigger cases. Like, that was a big case. Exactly. That was when she first got there. That was her proving herself. Hey, Digger, uh, Greg Bernstein. Yes, see, I, we don't even know who this man was. Who? He was Greg Bernstein. Who? Bernstein. Right. 
We don't know who he is. It is it, and then there's a number of people that look like us that are citizens in this state that are for reform, that's trying to get rid of the violence, that's trying to help in their way to do it. And I'm not, I'm not disputing any of these people. I'm not gonna say any of their names, but there are people who are at the forefront of fighting against various you know, issues we have in the city that are also born at her neck. And it just, it upset me. It really like watching this, I could not wait to do my show. I was supposed to do this last week and we didn't get to it, uh, but it really pissed me off to see the people go at her neck because I'm not saying Pew was in the right, but there were also white people that were playing to play, as the young lady said on the little um, world's dumbest criminal show that she going to be on. Uh, they, there was plenty of people that was involved in that, but she took, Pew took the charge for it. In the case of Sheila Dixon, Sheila Dixon, she took the charge for it when everybody in her office got a, a card. Um, we we go to um, Bernard Jack Young. He was never really a man, so we're not going to go to him. But another high official Black person, Black woman in the city is now being grouped with other people who have done wrong. I haven't seen the receipts from all of those um, those purchases that our governor made during the pandemic from Asia. I want to see the receipts from that. I want them to go at the next. I want us to go at the necks of some of these people who we deem as corrupt. But, but even, they're going even, after this lady because they that, don't like they, her. Even as you say that too, Nate, again, I still go back to the point that I was making to you uh, when we were talking about this last week, that mm -hmm. this is not a need for a grand jury. This is still something that we're talking about her spending her own money, whether she took it from her retirement account or not. She spent right. her own money. If anything, this is a IRS violation. Right. A IRS will send stuff up to... Uh, to um, to legal channels when they can't enforceably get that money. If she is old, if she does owe money, that's what her tax returns are for. So why are you doing this now before she has even a chance to file her tax return on April 15th? Well, I'll before say property. I'll say it up front. They're doing this because she is for political purposes. election in five months. For so political so. purposes. For political purposes. And I hate, I, I mean, first of all, the sun paper. But the problem is, that's what you, yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, no, go ahead. No, that's what I'm saying. But the problem with that is that th this is our Department of Justice doing this, which is weird, yeah. right? Yeah. Because who doesn't know tax law if it's not them? Well, they know it. They, she pulled it's not a, from her think... pension plan. Okay, that's fine. You can do that. It's just that if it's not for the right cause, it is a penalty. Whether she said it was for COVID or not, it's still a tax violation right. if she didn't spend those monies, that money for COVID. For the reason that she got it. Well, well, it's been well, I I heard a bit of her press conference before, and it was really in the direction of it being a hardship. And people were right, saying she, well, she, she, from her, more. she pulled it from her own retirement fund as a hardship. Right. That's my point. That's Maybe still she was trying to pay off some of those debts that her husband occurred. Right. That, and it's that, crazy that like they're not an IRS violation, not a a criminal case. And it's and for me. I'm really sensitive about calling something racism or sexism or homophobia, or, but this is sexism because they're not even including her husband in this. 
and he's the president of the city council. Like it's it's almost like they have it in for her. Exactly, and then and then they're, they're probably filing jointly. So you are absolutely right. He is the name of record on that tax return. Well, they I got them filing separately, but jointly, isn't that? That's one of the. I wouldn't think so. When it comes to properties and stuff like that, I wouldn't think they would file separately unless it was a business purchase under her business name. Mm-hmm. Meaning that she. Has but a, I I just got her being and, and and the way they're the way they're writing it. The Sid the Sun paper, the the epitome of uh, scum in the city. One of them. Um, it's just like they've just been at her throat, just at her throat, at her throat, at her throat since 2015. And and for me, we have to stand up for her. And it's not about her being. I I, I don't want to be stupid about it. And if she's guilty, then she's guilty. If she made a mistake. The, let the IRS deal with it because there's nothing the court can do about it. You know, they're indicting Once her again, for a mistake that she made in her personal life. situation that you're trying to make it criminal. Right. When if she owes money back as far as the penalty is concerned, then she'll pay the penalty. Right. Why are we talking about this in front of grand juries and all this other kind of I stuff? I mean, they, they wanted that term indictment. They wanted that that's term of indictment. They're talking about this as far as taxes are concerned. If right. you owe taxes, you pay the taxes. You don't automatically go to prison. What are we talking? That's what I'm saying. What are we trying to make society turn into? A litigation state or are we trying to be Human. Everything is politics. And and, uh, the word, the one, I was talking to my friend earlier, and I think as voters, we have misunderstood what voting is for. Voting isn't to get somebody in office, as we've gotten Merlin Mosby and governor, whomever, and such and such. It's not about them being in office. It's about the things we need for our neighborhoods, our communities, our children, ourselves, you know, resources. All of these, that's what voting is for. It's not about the individual, because it seems like the individual gets into the office and then they do what they want to do. But I've been able to um, uh, watch her, and not just because I got paid by currency through her actions. I did, uh, but uh, a company that I worked for was paid to host a number of her um, open mics that she did around the city that she was doing through her budget in her office, legally, uh, to, it was an open mic series. So it was basically just to get teenagers off the streets, young people off the streets. And she did this for a number, up into the pandemic, she, they they had initiatives. Every week it was somewhere else, whether she was at Shake and Bake or Arena Players or somewhere throughout the city, giving young people just a space to be able to create and and uh, this one that I particular one that I know about was through the uh, for the purpose of open mic, so poetry, music, being able to get up there and perform. And it was uh, she would be there. It wasn't like she put her name on something and she signed off on using uh, the office money. She was there. She sat in her seat the whole time and she participated in it. She was a part of various, and it wasn't just one of them. They were throughout the city. She had a number of them. I don't know Mr. Bernstein, Mr. Bernstein. I don't remember him doing these, taking these initiatives to kind of curb violence. So it, it, the things that, so the purpose of me saying this was because I was very shocked at the number of people who began to post the I am with Marilyn Mosby uh, 
gifs around on their social media page. It really shocked me as some of the people who, because they're not typically very political people, or they go with the wind when it comes to politics. And I know a lot of people don't like her because they see her as arrogant. They see her intelligence as arrogant. They see her directness as uh, corrupt, I guess. Or they see her as just another Black woman, an angry Black woman. But she has done more to help this city. Because even though she didn't get those five police officers indicted, she helped change the rules in, in terms of the care that officers have to take once they put a uh, individual into custody. You know, seatbelts being put on the back of those paddy wagons so they're safely secured and not just handcuffs and put in the back of it. You know, so she helped create legislation to help curb that. She's also done, hey, how's it going? Oh, okay. We got our guest for the day in here. Can you hear us? I can hear you now, yes. How you doing, sir? Man, I'm doing so I was just going on my little tangent on... Uh, Mel and Mosby, I just hate how, you know, sometimes we join the white bandwagon of, you know, throwing us under the bus. For sure. Um, and uh, it just affected me in a way because since 2015, everything they could have said, everything they could have done, and she was a sister who dotted all her I's and crossed all her T's, so there was nothing they could get her on. And you sure. get her now on a text something that we can't even explain at this moment. So it's, right. it's really, um, it's unfortunate, but I see a lot of people that look like us. I expect for Governor uh, scum, Scumbag to jump on the bandwagon. Right? When <laughs> of course. That, when it's people like us, it, it hurts a little bit because when we do get in power, we do get empowered uh, in leadership roles. It's like we build each other up to kind of pull that rug underneath us. And I've been feeling that for a minute uh, about various things. And you posted on your page uh, a really good uh, question. And you're good at stirring up the pot and setting <laughs> fires. You're one of those little sneaky ones uh, that just like to set the little fires within our arts community. And sure. sometimes some of these questions go beyond the arts. And this was one of them. Um, and it was based on it wasn't based on the person that was being supported. It was based on the person doing the supporting. Right. Um, and you uh, you brought up the question on what what goes into what you share and what you don't share. What's the politics right. in that? Right. Or is it politics in it? So right. I'm going to let you first introduce yourself, um, and then we can get to it. Okay, uh, no problem. Start discussing. Thank no you. Problem. Thank you. This man just got off of work, and he came Listen. home. It's 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 all good. I, I really appreciate I appreciate I appreciate the opportunity, number one. So it was nothing for me to rush home and do this. I you know I love do I love this platform. I love doing this. I did it. I think the last time I was on this show was before yes. COVID. Yeah, it was before COVID. It was before COVID. COVID. We, was, we, was, we was in the studio. Mm-hmm. In the yep. studio. But been um minute. been a minute. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's, it's been too long. It's been too long. Yeah. But um I am Theo Atlas. I am uh, um Man, you know what? I'm a lot of things. I'm a lot of things. We'll, we'll just do. We'll just. Do, we'll just say. Um, I'm an artist in Baltimore, aka Chet Star. That's what artist means in this but city I'm, now. But I'm really. You know what's funny is that now in my thir- maybe maybe in my in my twenties in my early twenties my mid twenties I was a shit starter. But I think now is it really is genuinely. 
just trying to spark a conversation mm-hmm. about real, like, or I, I don't want to say real things because I'm I'm not the I'm not the owner of real and fake. I'm not that person that decides what's real in somebody's life and what's fake in someone's life. Well, but, you're living your life as many of us yeah. who are trying to be as real as possible. You're living your life out loud for via sure. social media, and sometimes that's asking real hard questions. That's true. Sure. Starting some shit, and I, I say that with all the integrity in the world. For sure, for sure. Start. I'm I'm from a I'm from a I'm from a generation of builds, man. Like people that used to be in ciphers, and and I'm not talking about just freestyling, but I'm talking about like educational, knowledgeable ciphers where it was. People in the circle building on different topics and different, you know, different mm-hmm. things that they knew. And that's how we learned in the community was having ciphers. And that's how you got knowledge yourself. And that's how you got uh, information about God. And that's how you got information about religion and what was going on in the neighborhood and politics. And you you build with the people that are in your tribe. So mm-hmm. I... I pose those questions not to really start shit, but to build with the people that's in my tribe. And uh, unfortunately, the in order to get that attention from that tribe is to post on social media now instead mm-hmm. of being... I would love to be in person in an actual circle with brothers and sisters having a conversation. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it was... It mm-hmm. was you can, it's a difference between being on social media and being in person because you can hear tone. You can't always hear tone and, and the message. You know what yeah. I mean? So, Often we, we assume on exactly. this text. That's all you can do is assume. And when mm-hmm. you assume, you make an ass out of you and me. So, you know what I mean? It's, a, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's an important thing to, it's, it's important to, to, to hear tone. Because for the most part, I'll type in a certain tone yeah. It may not be received in the tone that I typed it in. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So right. yeah, I'll, I'll start. I'll, I'll say that. So but his I'm, question, his question was, uh, it's an uncomfortable question for artists. Do you repost other artists because you really like them, like right. the art, or because of politics? That right. was the, that was the question. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so we're in a city where we have tons of people giving awards and honors and accolades and boosting people up justifiably because we have a lot of talented people in this. So I didn't take it from that perspective. I took it from the perspective of the the supporter. Right. And why we support things versus the politics of, and you didn't come from the, man, they hating on me perspective, which we tired of hearing, but why don't you support your own? Or why do a white person have to big up this person to, you know, um, for them to blow up. You know, we're about to lose more artists. I see more artists coming to the top that we may be losing because we overlook them. Absolutely. And they come up. 100%. I think... Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, 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 it's on you. Go ahead. Um, I did post that that question a little while back. Um, Mm -hmm. I kind of give you the reason or the origin of why I posted that question and why it was on my heart. Okay. Um, Cause I have been in the art scene for, I'll, I'll say this. I have been actively an artist in the art scene and in the, in the music scene for more than a decade mm-hmm. um, in the, in the Baltimore, Baltimore scene in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, music, hip hop, 
spoken word because th they they go hand in hand in this city. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. If if you are if you are a strategic artist, they go hand in hand in this city. Um, and I have had conversations amongst my peers uh, about different artists. Like we'll be sitting at a table, or we'll be sitting at a restaurant, and we're you know we talking music, we talking you know current events, and I have heard certain artists uh, say have one opinion about an artist, and then on social media have a different opinion about that artist. And mm -hmm. it makes sense because you play you you if you are an artist in the game, mm -hmm. you play the politics game. And I remember mm -hmm. uh brother by the name of Brother Carlos, Carlos Muhammad always told me politics are politics. So you play the tricks in the game, you, you play the tricks of the game and you play the game, even if you may be sitting with a peer or a friend of yours or somebody that you respect talking about how you might really not like this artist or the content that they put out. Mm -hmm. And I've seen it happen. So yeah. I posted that question because it was a genuine question as far as, you know, it was, it was a question to artists. Like, yo, do y'all really post, do y'all post the stuff that y'all like or do you post the stuff because you had a prior conversation with this artist? They hit your inbox they DMs you like, yo, could you repost my joint? Could you support? Could you do this? And you just made up some mock, you know, some mock post, posted this song to, you know, to, to I guess, do your, do your job in pushing this artist to maybe a, uh, a an audience that they would have not reached if it wasn't for the work mm -hmm. that you put in. You know what I mean? So... Right. It was, it's, it's just a, it's just a question and it, it, it would be a question to, to kind of <clears throat> bail off of certain artists. Like, mm -hmm. yo, do you really like this shit? Or is it, you know what I'm saying? Or is it, right. or is it something right. different? Right. Or is it just that person? Because it, it could be the other side too. That person has started to pick up momentum in right. terms of the power, quote unquote powers that be. Right. And you want to be associated with it. Right. So you get saying. So right. That's how I saw it when I when I read your post. I was like, this nigga in my damn doc. What the hell is he doing? And my thoughts. Because I see a lot of people who, and for me, I'm coming from the actor world. Yeah. Um, the the artistry, visual artist side. So I'm seeing the same things that you're seeing. It's, and thanks to people like Shinyir, who is starting to really connect everything in the city and make 100. all of us face each 100. other, at least for one night. Uh, but I, I'm I'm seeing it because it's not so much that the person isn't talented, but I'm I'm seeing ones of us that are purposely not. I'm not posting that. Yeah, because I gotta get to that level. Then we can share, and yeah. it's that whole you know Jay Z versus Dame Dash mentality that I right. see starting to develop within the local level. Right. But I'm also seeing us lose so many artists once they scraped and climbed and gotten an advantage somewhere. They leave and they never come back. I know too many artists who have left us, who got tired of that system and won't come back to us. In terms of, so I'm about action, like solutions. So what mm -hmm. do you think we can do 
collectively as a Baltimore, let's speak about Baltimore okay. as a Baltimore art scene to fix that or to go against that grain of only what's popular, quote unquote. Um, I don't I don't know. I I again it's 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 so deeply rooted. Mm-hmm. It's so deeply rooted in politics that yeah. I think it has to do with the individual's um, integrity. Mm-hmm. It has to do with the individual's integrity. So if, if your integrity is there and you are, I mean, fuck being an artist. Let's talk about just being a person. Mm-hmm. If your integrity is there and you can have an honest conversation with an artist or have an honest conversation with producer, whatever the case may be, to mm-hmm. let them know how you feel about their art instead of posting it because they, like you said, may have a certain a certain clout or you know, you wanna you wanna be a part of that, or you're quote unquote helping this, you know, helping this young artist out or helping this person up under you. So you post that so later on you can have some opportunity with them or use them for something else. Like there's so many, there's, there's so many avenues of posting somebody's art that you just don't like. I think the right. solution to it is if you, okay, if you actually like it, there's no problem. Mm-hmm. There's no, if you really like this song from this artist, and you mm-hmm. post it, and you shout it out like, yo, such and such killed this joint. Right. And you really feel that in your soul? That's beautiful. That's a wonderful thing. Post that on your page. It's your page. You do what you want to do. It's social media. You helping right. that artist out. You you know, somebody may see it, and that's cool. But if you are posting an artist that in a conversation with another group of people, you have said, I don't say negative things, but you have, you just, it's just not your liking. It's not your type of, it's not your type of art. Mm-hmm. It's not your type of music. Or, you know, you may think that they trash, which everybody ain't nice. Like, right. come on now, let's be real. Everybody not nice. But you still post them. Then the solution is finding some integrity. Mm. Sitting back, that word keeps that is we can't help but to include that word integrity. You because now you now those people you were in that circle with talking bad about it. Right. I'm looking at you sideways now. Like right. what's, what's what's the difference? What exactly. Happened? That's that's my point exactly. So it's mm. like one of the things that I think every human needs in order to. Uh, in order to function around other human beings is empathy and sympathy. Think about if it's never happened to you, think about if or how you feel when somebody is in your face. Cause I mean, social media, if I tag you, I mean, I'm, it's like, if I bring you like, yo, this dude right here, cool as shit. His music is amazing. But then when you walk away, I'm like, and mm-hmm. all right, he cool. He all right. I mean, he ain't better than me. He ain't better than such and such. Like, Ooh, it's, now you're a hater. Now you're a hater. Yeah, but it's 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 about sympathy and empathy. How would you feel about a person who does that to you? Right. How would you? And, and that's 
that's the thought process. How would mm-hmm. you feel if somebody posted your work and you actually think that they fuck with you, but you hear from three, four, five other people that they really don't? Right, right. And that happens. That happens. It happens all the time. It happens the all the time. And it, it happens. But how did I'm my? I was before I even said anything. I was going through the comments because I was like, "This about to." But people were honest. They right. were like, "I don't post it. I just I won't post it if I don't like it." Or you know, or some people was like, "Well, we gotta do. You know, you gotta play the politics game." Play the and game. I, was, I was shocked at the people who said what they said, but not really right. because. It's a part of the process. Right. And I, I personally, I just don't like that uh, click mentality, but I also don't like the fakeness that goes into it. So please right. don't like me because it's you saw, you know, uh, this young lady wearing something of mine. So now you want to come and buy that thing. Right. Because you want to be a part of that social circle. Right. Of, you know, she think it's dope. So I'm going to think it's dope. Like the mindlessness of it all. Yes. Yes, and I think I think that um, I think that I mean I'm I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you. I think that every uh, every type of art, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, whether it's production, videography, photography, acting, mm-hmm. music, poetry, right. Um, Visual art, painting, sculpt. I think that it is saturated with a generation of people who have seen, who have seen either a, a DIY tutorial video on how to do it, mm-hmm. or um, the the it worked for them, so it, I'm gonna do it. It worked for them, so I'm gonna do it. Um, mm-hmm. The 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 material and the 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 technology, technology is so yeah. easily accessible that right. I can get it, try it. Oh, that's kind of hot. I'm a you know I'm a keep doing it, and it's a hobby compared to people who want to do this for their life, and they have gone through uh they have gone through the trials and the tribulations of being an artist of being right. a producer, of being a videographer, of being a photographer, of being broke, of, you know, really putting everything into this, quitting your job, uh, having, you know, having people say, or having people, and, and you, you are, you are, you are grown, man. You, I would say that you, I don't mm-hmm. know how old you are. I ain't gonna guess your age. Cause I don't, you know, I don't want to do that. I mean, so I'm 38. I'm, I'm, All right, so I, 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 I'm about to say like late life. 20s, early 30s. I was going to say mm-hmm. that. But you're in your 30s and you know that when you mm-hmm. go to a group of people or when you were younger and you told somebody, hey, I want to be a host. Hey, mm-hmm. I want to I want to be an actor. The first mm-hmm. thing that they tell you is the numbers. There's a one in a million chance you're going to be successful. There's a right. one in a billion chance. Are you sure that you want to do that? You better have a plan B. It may not work. Like mm-hmm. all of that shit. Um, what was my point in saying all of that? Hold on one second. Okay, I know what it was. You had that, but a real artist who mm-hmm. it lives in their heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that shit doesn't matter. That that challenge and that verbal obstacle and that mental struggle and that mental control of 
trying to make you a regular person and not an artist of, you know, what the fuck you was putting on this on this planet for. When right. you still do it, that's the test of a real artist. I think that there is a uh, there's an abundance of people who try this artwork and who have yes men around them and their art never grows. I think that you you need somebody to tell you, yo, this shit sucks. Or, mm-hmm. yo, this shit could be a little better. You need challenge. You need challenges instead of people right. kissing your ass the entire time because then how are you going to grow? How do or, you grow? Or encouraging them to, you know, or you bringing people in their life that right. officially knowing because we have a lot of we we this is the blogger sphere that we're in right mm-hmm. now. It's a haze where everybody is a social commentator. Yes. Uh and, and because I've I wrote a book, I am now an expert on writing books. Right. And your right. book has a ton of <laughs> grammatical errors and you know it doesn't really flow right, but because yes. you've done it, the world now sees you as an expert because you've completed something. 100%. And that says a lot about alchemy. That means a lot of us not completing shit. Right. And we're not seeing things through. And I get, you know, you put your money in this person and they shit it on you. And, mm-hmm. you know, I have friends who went on to the NBA and that are considered stars now. And they forgot mm-hmm. about, you know, the people who got them there or supported sure. them getting there. So sure. I get that. But we have too many creatives in this city for this to continue to go. And like at some point you're like, well, this person is talented. Or right. this, you know, or how can I help you to, to do better? Right. You know, I see that this is your passion. You've quit the job, sold your car, you out there doing everything you can do to get this mixtape together. Right. Let me let me see if I got anybody in my arsenal that can really help you and not right. just from my opinion status. Because mm-hmm. I'm just a I'm just an audience member at this point. I may not right. even be a you know, in, in that field of what you're doing. Let me right. let me see if I got somebody in my arsenal, my friend list that can help you. That's the types of things that I, I do. You know, I, I see brothers like yourself doing that, passing along information. 100%. You know, but it, it's just that thing we've been, and we, we can't pretend as Black people in general, mm-hmm. our hopes and dreams haven't always been deferred. For sure. Paying the bills and keeping a roof over our head, 100%. and we have to begin to understand because now you got parents competing with their children in the same way mm-hmm. because now technology or opportunity has opened up where I can go to school together. Look how many people graduating with their parents. Right, and I think it's beautiful, but just the 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 I think the despair in that was what happened that that person is just getting to this this phase. Right, you know, but. I want to. I want to see. I want to see this city on and not just pockets. Right. I want to see it on. It's too hot here for that level. And I. I, I didn't. Part of me didn't want to look at the comments before today's show, mm-hmm. but I'm looking at the the comments still, and it's it's hurtful because you know you watch that person they busting their ass and you're not mm-hmm. even acknowledging it. But you're putting all your energy over here, yet you're on your social media social media saying how people are hating on you. Right. And how people don't want to support you because this crab in a barrel mentality. Right. You know, I'm, I'm tired of hearing that narrative. I'm, I'm ready for a new one. So, Nate, like, yo, when I tell you the because I thought I thought about the question today because I knew that I was going to speak with you. Mm-hmm. And also, I tried to think 
of where the question came. Like, I know that I was, I knew what I was feeling, but I was like mm-hmm. trying to think a little deeper into why did this question, why was this question living in me the whole time? Right. Like, why was it living in? So, like, I remember coming up as an artist on the open mic scene in the city. Um, and I won't say, you, you know, you know, in the early 2000s that every night was a, was a night somewhere. Yeah. Every night was a night somewhere. It was the mm-hmm. such and such Wednesdays or such and such Tuesdays or mm-hmm. blah, 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 Thursdays. It was a night every night. With those, and this is this is before like you can tag somebody on social media. This is like right. early Facebook you had flyers and shit. Flyers mm-hmm. like the four by sixes, uh-huh. uh, the the early MySpace days. Mm-hmm. Uh, still kind of, and I'm aging myself a little bit of Black Planet days. Like, oh, wow. So you know sorry, you you need to not tell your age, sir. No, I'm off. Look, I'm I'm thirty. I'm thirty four. I'll be thirty five next year. No, right. next month. Right. Next month, but. He about so to start saying, talking about LL chat rooms and shit. So before, like, when it was word of mouth, when it was foot the ground, when it, mm-hmm. that's the way that you promoted. So you had your nights talking about clicks. This is what I'm is what I'm what I'm getting to. Mm-hmm. Every night or every every venue had a host. Mm-hmm. Every host had their group of artists. That when those artists came in, they didn't have to pay. They didn't have to sign a list. They didn't have to. They didn't have to pay for drinks. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to worry about getting on stage or not, right. because the because the the host would come to them and ask them, "Yo, you want to get on stage tonight? Hey, what's going on? Blah blah blah." Mm-hmm. But then you had other artists that would come in early before the before show the host started, got there. Before the shit started, before mm-hmm. the host got there, would sign number two or three or four on the list, and then would be and then would get called. Either at mm-hmm. the end of the night or wouldn't get called right. at all. Right. Clicky ass shit like that that worked mm-hmm. that that was through the city. Mm-hmm. I think that that transferred into social media. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So with that type of energy being transferred into social media, that's why I asked that question: Do you really fuck with this artist? Or yeah. is it still? Are we still doing this political bullshit? That's mm-hmm. like you really think that because you got a venue, yeah. you got an audience every week, uh, uh, you know, you know, you know a couple of dope artists that you are higher than some potential dope ass shit that you're missing out on because mm-hmm. you want to be ignorant. Because but also, be- also understand that plethora of of because being a couple years older than you, I mm-hmm. saw it when it was a lot of stuff going on, but it wasn't like a poetry, five and six poetry things going on every night of the week at the same time simultaneously. Right. And that and many of those people who are I think that question may have been directed to right. were some of those people who came early and signed the list. And right. now they've gotten to a certain level. That's what and I'm now saying. They are reciprocating that energy that they have now got. Exactly. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's it's what we know. Mm-hmm. It's what we know. And it's like yeah. uh it's it's this whole art thing is like raising children. It's mm-hmm. like raising once you once you get to that age. 
where you have had the experience and then you see another artist that is, uh, you know, maybe an amateur or, you know, they just starting off. Right. I don't know what it is with parents that compare their childhood to their children's childhood. Like, well, I didn't have that. So they shouldn't have that. Like, no, as a parent, and I'm talking about, and when I say parent, I mean somebody that is more experienced that has been through it. Yeah, yeah. Why would you, as an active artist, want a younger artist to go through the same shit that you went through? To prove themselves an artist, that makes no sense to me. That's a part of our culture, though, also, Theo, because I'm, I'm a... I come through the educational system with my art. Like, I went to school to fine-tune it. For sure. And that happens because we have a lot of... I went to Coffin. We had a lot of professors that wanted us to know what the struggle was. And I get that. Show me the struggle, but don't take away the opportunities. Right. dangle the opportunities in front of me. That's what I'm saying. And not, you know, really... You know, Coffin was about nurturing potential. And that was the biggest lie... I want my money back just for that. But it it was simply, you know, and that we see that with our elders too. They they want to see us succeed, but they know it, it's almost like I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you could be able to do it because I couldn't do it. Okay, so when I talk to my mentor, I talk I, my uh, my mentor brother Carlos, not not brother Carlos Muhammad of not not the minister, not the, not mm-hmm. not at the mosque. Mm-hmm. But um, he he is he is FOI, but he's not. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about the minister. So let me let me mm-hmm. get that correct for your audience, because your audience may very well be familiar with uh, Minister Carlos Muhammad. I'm talking about right. Carlos Muhammad of uh, Buffalo, New York. Okay, he's, you know we live here in Kyle. I met him when I was at B Triple C. He okay. was the uh, student coordinator. Became my mentor. I look up to this brother. I talk to him to this day. Um, but. I used to say to him, old people forget and young people rebel. And that's mm-hmm. that's where the bridge isn't connecting. I think that you, you're absolutely right. I think that you should educate young people on the struggle. Think that you mm-hmm. should so that they can appreciate where they are right now and right. the opportunities right. that you have right now. It wasn't you. You're born into this, but it was people that had to fight for that. It's people yeah. that had to die for that. It's people that had to go through a lot of stuff for you to be able to do what you're doing right now. 100% agree. But I think as an elder right now, I got certain keys that young folks shouldn't have to search in the dark for anymore. Mm -hmm. I got the keys. I should be able to give you the keys. So right. that you can get through and be better than me. I want you to be better than me. I want you well, to do better than me. So you said a word, you said a word that I think many people have forgotten about. And it's called mentorship. There are many people in this millennial. So I'm at the very, very beginning of millennialness. Right. And then it spans to maybe like late 20s. And what happens was people forgot that. Um, we need to be mentored. For sure. And some of us took the initiative because we may have had parents that say, hey, 
I'm going to attach you to this person. I'm going to attach yeah. you to that person. Mm -hmm. And some of us didn't have that. And right. some of us had to find this way on our own. And we just didn't have it. Right. So I think a big problem that, that many of us are facing is that lack of... Um, I don't know why I forget to plug my phone up. I, you know what? I got to plug my computer hood. As you, as so, you do, I looked at my battery like, oh. But it, it really did, uh, it, it, mentorship, you said it. Yeah. That person, that, that brother Muhammad that you can go to will yeah. give you the harsh criticism. Right. Some of the stuff that these, that question was intended to, it's going to, they're going to give you that. They're going to give you that harsh criticism. They're going to give you that, that back and forth that your peers can't give you because you're in the same space. Right. When right. I first wanted to go into radio, uh, I remember being middle school. I went to 92Q and did an internship. That's uh, I up. asked all the questions that I had to ask that summer. Mm -hmm. And nobody wanted to give me the answer. Nobody wanted to say, hey. And the only person that did uh, want to give me any advice was Miss mm -hmm. Tony. That was the only person that Shout had out. any inclination to say, Shout hey, let me just tell this, this little middle schooler what it is. Yeah. Nobody else. It was like I was asking them for their social security number. So right. I think the key pivot in that is mentorship. Absolutely. How how powerful has that mentorship been in your life? Right. Now I'm right. asking you. How, oh, you're, how, ask how oh, you're asking me. That right. You want to know what's funny? This is what's funny. I was, first and foremost, I'm very, I'm beyond blessed, beyond lucky, beyond, like, brother, beyond lucky, beyond blessed with information and connections with uh, a lot of very, very important people in the, in the music business. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll keep, I'll keep it like that. Don't want to name drop. I'm not that person. And, and this, this ain't that interview. But you ain't gonna name drop. Not gonna name drop. Not gonna name drop. I'm not. I'm not that person. I'll call but, you later. I'll call you later. Yeah, holler at me. <laughs> but um, I'll say this. Uh, from the the people in this city, mm -hmm. um, I've learned from I've learned from example of what to do and what not to do. And I think that as a as a as a young black man and as a young black person, period, I think mm -hmm. my advice to people or to these, to these young people is always be a student. Mm -hmm. And when somebody isn't giving you the steps on how to get there, always use your eyes and your ears and watch what people are doing mm -hmm. so you know what works for you and that way you will know how, like, I learned from these different events or these different venues that I was talking about that when I got the opportunity, I ain't never going to do no shit like this. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to have, uh, it's never going to be a situation where I have a open mic, mm -hmm. I'm the host, I run the shit, I, you know, I invite the people, these people sign a list, and Three, four of my homeboys come in and I totally disregard the listen. Yo, Sko, come on and perform. Yo, Docs, come on and put like it wasn't, it wasn't even like, hey, I'm gonna just put you 
It was out loud. Hey, we got this special guest tonight. Right. That you know just walked in the fucking door. Right. So it's like when I did, when um, I did uh when I did um respect the craft okay. at Baltimore City Community College, which was uh a very it was it was a big open mic at the college for some years, for some mm-hmm. years. Uh, when I hosted that, one of my main things was I want to get the artists that are of my generation, I want to get them paid. Okay. I want to put money in their pocket. I'm I'm not talking about $50 for, you know, for, for a feature. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? $40 for, like, you know how we was getting paid back in the day for these features, man? Like, Mm-hmm. 30, or I'm gonna get or, you something to eat, y'all. I'm gonna get you something to eat. Or I'm gonna get you something to eat. Well, this shit right here. Hold on. I'm looking. I'm looking for. Wait a minute. So you just killed it, right? Mm-hmm. And they're hands something like this. Everybody, put a little like a put some money in there if you can. We are gonna pass the cup around. You put your money in. Like no, nah, fuck that. These artists put mad work, put blood, sweat, and tears into this artwork. They came mm-hmm. here and they put on a hell of a show. Mm-hmm. They need to have money in the beginning. You need to come mm-hmm. in with at least, you need to be talking at least three figures, at least. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I always mm-hmm. told, even, even to this day, I tell people like, yo, I'm not going to have you come unless I'm able to have a contract for you. Okay. I'm not going to be able to do it. I can't do it. I don't feel right doing it. I know the work that you put into your shit. I know that your shit is top quality. I know mm-hmm. how much a studio costs. I know how much different musicians cost. I know how much mixing and mastering costs. Mm-hmm. Not going to have you come in for $10, nigga. Like, that's dead. That's dead. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, I learned to bring in people. I learned to give people opportunities that somewhere else they would have had to, like, almost fight for. Like, yo, all, like almost getting to somebody's face. Like, yo, I'm getting on the stage right now. I'm getting on the stage today. I done signed a list for three fucking weeks straight. We done saved, we done saved the people before. This is yeah. the fourth week. I didn't sign my list and you ain't called my name. I'm mm-hmm. getting on this. Like, you got to almost, like, fucking fight somebody. Right. And uh, it was a game. It, was, it wasn't just about a click. It was a game. But I, I see politics. it. But it... it Politics and we we already at the bottom of the totem pole and we playing politics with each other. What I'm saying, gatekeeping is I call it gatekeeping. It is gatekeeping. Mm-hmm. Perfect, perfect word. So like when I say when I say uh, or you, you your question was what did I learn? Well, what did you get from mentorship? What did, what did I get from mentorship? Mm-hmm. Going back to I'll say this. I'll tell you what I learned not to do from a certain from from a from a person. I'm not gonna say their name. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what I learned what to do and how this shit works by Brother mm-hmm. Carlos Muhammad. So yeah. I used to ask all the time when I was young, mm-hmm. how do you make money in this? I got mm-hmm. art, I got music. How do I make money in this? Besides selling the CDs. Because I started to see people do other shit like speak on panels and get these opportunities where they were uh, asked to feature. And Mm -hmm. um, I started to see the money. I started to see like the money, like, yo, 
how do I remember? And I'm gonna tell you the guy. I'm not gonna tell you the guy's name, but I'm gonna tell you. I remember asking, "How do you get features? Mm. How you get features? Something simple. I want no money. I just want to know how you get features. How can I get on this stage and do more than one piece? Mm. We got projects now. Me and yeah. Travis, the Terrapins, mm-hmm. that projects. So it's like, yo, all right. People like us. People fuck with us. How can we start featuring? Mm-hmm. The gentleman told me, you got to wait for somebody to ask you to feature. Mm. You got to do. You got to wait for somebody to ask you to feature. You got to put in the work, and you got to and and once you put in enough work, somebody will see it and they ask you to feature. Yeah, dumbest fucking advice in the world. I'm telling you, the stupidest advice in the world. Um, and excuse me, because I'm I'm keep licking my mouth with my mouth. Is dry. <laughs> I apologize. It looked like I'm on. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, uh, dumbest advice in the world. When I tell you that that very year, because I'm because we have put in work for a couple of years, mm-hmm. put in work for a couple of years, nobody has ever asked us to feature. We like what the fuck going on because the audience mm-hmm. is the 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 the, the reciprocation or the the, the uh, reciprocation. What's the word? What you're receiving I mean, from the audience? Yeah, when people are receiving <laughs> shit from, I know I know they I know they precipitation. That's great, yeah. but. <laughs> What we are receiving from the audience mm-hmm. was great things. Like, mm-hmm. we're killing shit. What's going on? So, mm-hmm. I took it upon myself to ask, um, no, I, I'm going to tell you what happened. I realized that uh, Olu Butterfly, shout out to Olu, shout mm-hmm. out to Olu for being the fucking GOAT, number one. And mm-hmm. between, between me and you and your audience, the secret plug. Olu is the fucking plug. Yeah. And I, t- I tell you about that later, but Olu is the plug. I love mm-hmm. Olu with all my heart. She's um, been doing it. She's been doing it from ground up. Listen, Olu is the plug. Mm-hmm. Period. I remember we, at, I want to say like 2008, probably 2008, 2009 ish. I went up to Olu after uh, Organic Soul Tuesdays one day. Mm-hmm. Because I was always scared to like just talk to her and figure this shit out. Cause you know, it's that that whole, like you said, that whole uh gatekeeping shit. Mm-hmm. You didn't want to talk to certain people because they felt like they was out of reach to talk to. Mm-hmm. One day I just was like, fuck it. We didn't came in a couple of we came in a bunch of times for like a year or two, and we didn't murder this shit. I'm about mm-hmm. to ask Olu for a feature. The, the worst thing she could say is no. Mm-hmm. Asked Olu, I asked Olu for a feature, and I mean. There was not a conversation. Olu, uh, how you doing real quick? Don't want, you know, don't mean to bother you while you're doing it. Uh, is that by any chance just a gentleman, the gentleman that I am, the person that my mama raised? Mm-hmm. Is there by any chance in your schedule that me and Travis can feature as the therapist? She was like, oh, what day? What day you want featured? Wait, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Is that yeah. easy? Yeah, mm-hmm. hold on. Just let me finish, and then let me go grab my calendar, and um, we can probably. Can you do next month? <laughs> Fuck yeah, we can do next mm-hmm. month. Mm-hmm. We asked, so right. that's that's how we got a feature from mm-hmm. that feature. From that feature, we got a feature at Morgan. From that Morgan feature, 
the features start piling up to the point where we had to schedule it and actually say no to a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It didn't come from somebody. It, the first one did not come from somebody asking us to feature. The first Sitting one came waiting. from us getting up and, yo, fuck that. We dope. We want a feature. Can we have a feature, please? Mm-hmm. But see, that's the mentality that we've had culturally. I'm going right. to just do all I can do and I'm going to wait to be chosen. And mm-hmm. sometimes you got to get up and do that for you. And I, <clears throat> that's why I honed in on that mentorship. Uh, right. Because similarly, I'm going through the same thing now at this phase of my life because I never wanted to ask. You know, right. I, I felt like the people who were in charge of nurturing me dropped the ball. And then when I would reach out, it was like, uh, let me, I'm gonna let me get you. back to you. I'm going to get back to you. And mm-hmm. I just went on, you know, throughout my 20s, now into my 30s. Mm-hmm. Just doing it my way. And you know your way can sometimes be shitty because you're going through every bump in the road, every 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 pothole you're going over, every red light you're getting into. But, yeah. you know, just a simple, like, hey, what's going on? I, I literally, this happened to me with Troy Burton. Uh, uh, shout out to Troy. And many of the people like Troy that's from an older generation that don't mind helping. Right, giving a helping hand to somebody. Right, you know he held it down at the UB Blake for years, giving, yes. opening it up for, for opportunities. Absolutely. But it was it. If we would have known at nineteen, it was that easy. We would have been. But if right. if could have been a fifth, then we all would have been famous right now. So so but let me just, let me go ahead go ahead. Let me, let me say this is to to kind of to to kind of add on to what you're saying. It's mm-hmm. not that easy. It's not easy. The reason, the reason that it's not easy is because mm-hmm. the one thing that some people may forget is that yeah. you got to be good first. Yeah, you got to put the work in. Yeah, got to be good. Like you, mm-hmm. you got to be dope. Yeah, you can't, you can't be a lackluster artist asking for some shit. Somebody say no, and then you like, oh well, you heartbroken. What the fuck wrong with me? Like why right. can't? Nah, but that's supposed, some... that's supposed to be the given circumstance, and right. I, maybe I'm coming from a space of. I'm coming from theater, so you you don't have to get ready if mm-hmm. you're already ready. Like, mm-hmm. and it's just the idea you you preparation is number one. For sure. The ask comes like maybe four or five. Exactly. But you got to just put the work in doing what you're doing. But see, we have a generation now who was taught to just ask and demand, right, right. and not put in the work. Yeah. So I may look the part. I can put on my patchouli and I can get dope. And get my locks together. Right. And I'm just, you know, I fit the image. And we see right. a lot of posers showing up, and you like, oh, they got a feature. Mm, right. I ain't right. coming back here no more. Right. So that word integrity keeps coming back up. But mm-hmm. we also have to remember mentorship. For sure. You know, and once you get to a certain level of experience, even if you you still have a mentor, but mm-hmm. once you get to a certain level of experience, you have to begin to give, as you said those keys to people who match your energy. Right. I'm not, I'm, and I'll say this on another, another side of it. I don't give advice mm-hmm. to individuals or my advice to certain individuals who don't put in the work is a silence, a blank silence. Sure. I don't respond. Um, once I may see them working and mm-hmm. getting the, I do that. I'll text them like, hey, what's going on? If you just such and such, Give me a call. Let's set up a meeting, uh, yeah. and I'll 
but I have to see you working. It's not like you have to prove anything to me, yeah. but I'm not gonna hand over my all my information to yeah. you. And you don't, you don't even you haven't even put in the work. Because mm-hmm. the first thing you will say is, man, I talked to Nate. He said this is what you do. And so now my integrity is in question. Because right. I should have taught you, but you don't want to be taught. You just right. want to want to get the information, get your money so you can start asking. And then move forward. I'm on. I'm still on the fence about how to deal with that individual. Sure. But like you said, the work has to be put in first. So, uh, so it's not like you're going to ask somebody and you're not ready and prepared. Right. So the opportunity you're getting. That is beautiful because now that brings me to uh, the mentor, the mentorship, and mm-hmm. what my mentor told me as far as like how this game works and instead right. of me instead of me having to go against somebody that told me how to you know how the game works mm-hmm. somebody that was giving me game and was like nah yo this how this shit really work this right. how you get it carlos muhammad mm-hmm. taught me how to work this college market as an mm-hmm. artist okay as an artist as a young artist, especially in your twenties, uh, and if if you if you are gaining momentum, if this is what you really want to do, mm-hmm. grants and college gigs. But in order to get a college gig, you have to have a college press kit. In order to have a college press kit, you have to put in some work, mm-hmm. and you have to have examples of your work. And it has to be professionally done. And then if you think about, and this is all game that Carlos Muhammad gave me because he's a student coordinator of a school and he's been a student coordinator of a school. If Mm -hmm. you get that together and it's professional and now uh, you have what is called electronic press kits, which is Mm -hmm. uh, a fancy word for a website, a, a wonderfully put, good website Mm -hmm. pictures videos information kind of your resume of what you've done Mm -hmm. uh you know opportunities that you've had that you have seized and killed once you do that then um you can you, you you look at how many colleges are in just let's go with the let's go with how many colleges are in Maryland? Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's yeah. say, let's say, and I didn't, yo, bro, when I tell you I didn't know college money was real, like I didn't know yeah. that, I didn't know that uh a part of every student, and this is game that I'm giving on, like, yo, this is real game. Mm-hmm. Every student that pays tuition, in your tuition, there is something called... Activities fee. Student activities fee. That's yeah, because I paid this shit. I, I, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, and mm-hmm. this, this, this information ain't really for you because you, you, you a vet yeah. this shit. This is more for your audience. Student mm-hmm. activity fee. Every student has to pay this fee. Mm-hmm. It's all together. All yeah. that money comes together for student activities. Yeah. If you get in at a certain time, I ain't going to give you the time because I ain't going to give you all the game. If you get in at a certain time, mm-hmm. there's a possibility that your press kit can be seen and mm-hmm. you can be chosen to come to perform at a school. 
If you mm-hmm. get, let's say you just starting off, let's say the therapist just just starting off. We trying to we trying to do this school thing. We perform at a school for six hundred dollars a school. Let's say that's our price. Six hundred for you for us to come to the school. That's all inclusive. Mm-hmm. All inclusive. That's for travel. We get the car. We drive. We perform. We kill it. We we promote all that shit for six hundred. If we did that at every school just in Maryland, mm-hmm. nigga, why would you need a job? Yeah, you don't need a job anymore. That's your job now. Your job mm-hmm. is actually being a full time artist. Mm-hmm. That's how you you don't have to wait for a label. You ain't got to like our, our generation wanted to wait for a label. This is all fucking game that Carlos sat and taught me because he saw me show initiative in starting an open mic. Mm-hmm. Not just starting it though, starting it, setting up the equipment, getting the DJ, grabbing artists from the city, like bringing niggas from the city into the schools, people into the city, bringing other colleges into the. Because I, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, uh, <laughs> I'll say this: I am a, I'm a Morgan Bear without being a Morgan Bear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely. I'm, I, I love Morgan so much. Um, I am a. I'm a. I'll forgive I'm, you for that. I'll forgive you for that. <laughs> I'm a. No, hold on. No, fuck that. Shout out to Coppin. Shout out to. Uh, shout out to Eagles Nest. I remember Eagles Nest back at Coppin. I used to. I used to love Coppin. Mm-hmm. I was. I was at the Eagles Nest. I was upstairs in the in the, in the old cafeteria. The old cafeteria. I'm, <laughs> trust me. Coppin is love too. Coppin is family. I love, I love Coppin. Morgan, though, I'll say this. Morgan, the people, that community, mm-hmm. the, the poetry community there, or how it used to be. Right. Nobody can fuck with him. And I yeah. can I can stay, I will, I will say that about any poetry community in this city. Most of them niggas came from Morgan. Mm-hmm. You had people that came from Coppin, like Love the Poet. Uh, mm-hmm. you had uh, you had uh, Eda MC. You you had you had um, I don't know if Eda Port MC went to Coppin though. That's what he was in charge of. Well, he was he oversaw it for a second. I can I, I can see that, but you got uh, you got to do um, oh my goodness, he Slank, Slankston Hughes. You had Slankston. You had so mm-hmm. many people from Coppin that was dope, but then mm-hmm. you got Archie and Lyrical Morgan. You got mm-hmm. you got uh Roscoe and, and late uh Mike Phoenix, Morgan. You got uh you got uh B Fur and Paradox that used to do this shit in the city, Morgan. Mm-hmm. These are all Morgan artists who were dope as shit. I used to grab all of them, bring them to B Triple C. All of them. I used to get the people from Coppin. All of them niggas come to B Triple C. Let's kill it. This ain't about this ain't about. Uh, Morgan poets doing Morgan shit and copping niggas doing cop. Come to come to B Triple C, where mm-hmm. it's a community college, right? And it's city. It's, it was rappers. It was poets. A lot of them were good. A lot of them were garbage. But it's still bringing them into one thing. When he saw me do that shit, he was like, "Yo, this kid has drive. Like he has drive, and he actually mm-hmm. is about what he's saying." So he and drive and understand drive is above potential, not anything. But potential is you may be able to do this. Drive right. is you're doing it, 
and you just it. need to be taken to another level. Exactly. So the question going, all of this going back to the question, mm-hmm. do you really fuck with this artist? Or is mm-hmm. it, are you doing this shit to either gain something or help somebody in a quote unquote, help somebody or push somebody in mm-hmm. a uh, fast food kind of way? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're not nurturing that nigga's art if you really don't fuck with him by posting his shit. Mm-hmm. It's just let me get that nigga a shout out so he, you know, so he'll leave me the fuck alone. So he'll get out, get out my inbox. Yeah. Let me go ahead and post this nigga shit so he'll, you know, stop bothering me and I gotta talk to this nigga all the time. Or let me post this nigga shit playing chess so I can get the younger audience because I'm an old nigga now and mm-hmm. I want to be relevant with the young niggas. So mm-hmm. let me, because I see that this little young nigga like me, so let me go mm-hmm. ahead and post his shit so he can tell everybody about me and come to my show for my shit and I can make all the money. And that, that's what, when you, when you pose the question of where's shape, that's what I've read. Right. Because that's what we see on a regular basis. It's corny. It's so you can come, so I can get your audience. Because I posted and you will get some likes, but if people ain't going to really like it, they ain't going to listen to it. But your people are going to now see me. It's corny. And it's, and it's I, I, I think it's a hustle. Integrity, I, we just got drive, and just that idea of mentorship. Because right. mentorship will alleviate not everything, because it's still going to be somebody who wanted their way, and that's mm-hmm. the best way. But mm-hmm. the idea of mentorship, and it's really, I've been having this conversation for the last maybe two years with uh, Troy Burton and Tracy Jenkins. Because it's it's That's something that I was lacking in this world. It was just something I was lacking. But I didn't realize Tracy, a big sister. You know, I had Troy, like, that I could go to. I, I just didn't understand that. But that goes to show you when you're in a, especially with the individuals of us who chose to go through the academic group and major in theater or music or there's a, a level of church hurt that we get that will mm. define how we go about or the trajectory of our careers. If we get that church hurt on a on a hurt hurt side of it, mm-hmm. I may not even want to do this. Or I'm going to be so insular that I'm going to do everything my way and probably make all the mistakes. And then 38, you're now having to settle all the stuff out in front of you, the mistakes that you made, and now rebuild yourself. And that's, uh, to be transparent, that's where I'm at in life, just the rebuilding. I've done everything I wanted to do. Yeah. Now it's about getting it right. But mentorship could have been the saving grace in that. And we yeah. have to, as elders, as mm-hmm. we get to that elder phase, mm-hmm. not be afraid to give information. Yeah. And as young people, we can't be afraid to ask for it either. Absolutely. Our get, as you said, is no. <laughs> I remember, I remember a a older poet, mm-hmm. older than me. Uh, I would consider him one of my elders. I remember him saying, "Yo, one of one of his strategies was telling young dope niggas that they were whack, mm-hmm. kill their spirit, because everybody is in competition. It's competition, and if I see that you dope, mm-hmm. and." I see that you dope, but you care about my opinion. I'm in control of what you do now. So yep. I'm going to tell you, 
don't really like your shit. Uh, it's, it's all right to take the wind out of your out of your sail mm-hmm. so that I can keep trucking and that right. you can keep looking up to me because I don't want you to pass me. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to, I don't want to be on stage with you and it get down to the point where there's an audience member that got $5, $10, and I'm aging myself again. I'm about to talk about CDs, but like $5, $10, and that's all they got. And they got to choose between me and you, and we both have CDs. Mm-hmm. No, at the end of the day, sometimes this CD money is food for my baby. Sometimes this CD money is, I'm going to get home. I'm going to get home. Sometimes mm-hmm. the shit is the difference between me paying rent this month and me paying rent next month. Like, mm-hmm. This shit is business. It's it's always business. And even at this level, it's business and it's so fucking cutthroat and it can it it's it can kill yeah. artists. That yeah. that mentality yeah. can kill great art. And it's like but oh, I, I need for us to remember that we are black. And I need for right. us to remember I need us to remember who we are. See, yes. we we try to align ourselves and read that Trump book. And how to do business, mm-hmm. and and that doesn't fit us. That's why right. we're. That's why we take violence. They just right. get mad at each other, but we go to violence when we've been hurt or undercut or whatever. But we can't do business like that right. as black people. We can't help but to feel. It's in our DNA. Passion is built in us. Yeah, I don't know if it comes from the sun or how it gets, but it's us. Yeah, but and, and I hear people say, "Man, this is business," and yeah. I I can't exist in that world like that. But you because I when I when I read when I see you doing your thing, mm-hmm. I, I see somebody who's working. Right. I see somebody who's a living, breathing creature that's working, mm-hmm. and I can't devalue your work because even if I don't enjoy it, somebody's going to enjoy it. That's right. why I I don't may not share it to my page, but I'll share it to my group page because it's right. something that I think somebody in there may listen to. Right. But at the same time, that that idea of us trying to align ourselves up with how the white artists do it, we Yo. can't work like that. Yo, let me tell you something. That mentality that you have makes you a target. That's mm-hmm. the same mentality, and it makes me a target. Because, yep. see, the thing is, is that you will go at it pure yeah. of heart. Yeah. You'll go at it with that like the people that you talk, Tracy, Troy, mm-hmm. the people that you talk about right now mm-hmm. are of that. Let's do it for black folks. Yeah, it's about black love. It's about it's about acknowledging a a gift in somebody and nurturing that gift so that it can grow beyond our fucking imagination. Mm-hmm. That type of that type of mentality makes you a target yeah. because now you got people. Uh, who have the same skin as you, mm-hmm. who try to use you, and who are opportunists to see, okay, how can how can I get how can I use Nate to get above him? Mm-hmm. How can I use Nate mm-hmm. to be better than him? And it's like, oh, how can I Lord. use him as a step? I don't mm-hmm. want to use him. I, how can I use him? Mm-hmm. If you can't use somebody, yeah, why the fuck is you around? And, and that, that speaks to the, the, the level of conflict that you see a lot of people having. It's not real conflict, but I've just drained you. And I know I drained you. So I got to now, I got to have an exit strategy because I can't yeah. just say goodbye. 
So I got to create conflicts. Mm -hmm. So you see all these people that used to work together, like, why they didn't even fuck with each other? Right. It's fake conflicts. Probably one-sided fake conflict because I had I needed an extra strategy because I've got a lot to give. Right. And I'm about to carry this shit out the door. Yes. I can't just walk out the door. You know, I got to be mad and grabbing all the shit off the table and just yeah. leave. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you, a lot of this, and, and I follow your, your questions a lot. I, I tend to just spectate a lot, uh, and I'll just like it, because mm -hmm. I don't want to get into that political system that right. your, your shit starting <laughs> will entail. But I get it. You know, I, I understand it, and I value it so much. But this question right here, it, it hit me because I didn't see it from the person that's not being supported yelling, you hating on me. Right. I, I saw it from the other side of why are you in this political system? Is it is it working for you? Right. Is it paying your bills? Is it right. really benefiting and growing and strengthening your foundation? Or mm -hmm. is it just your, like you said, chess moves? Chess moves? Right. Are you you trying to skill, be skilled at doing this chess game with actual people? Because yeah, I, at the end of the day, your integrity will be in question. I wish, I, and it's true, I wish that younger artists, because now in my 30s, man, I don't give a fuck, man. And I'm That's a, happens at 30. You got, you got that at 29, but at 30, at 30 it was a, a switch. Fuck, man. Yeah. I'm going to do what I love to do. I'm going to mm -hmm. do my art and mm -hmm. who likes it, likes it. Who doesn't, they, it's fine. In my mm -hmm. early 20s, I was so focused on trying to get people who don't who like started. us to yeah. like us. And that's an ass backwards way mm -hmm. of doing art because that's, and that's also an easy way to fall into the trap of creating for people. Yeah. You have to create from within here. Like, I think that the pattern, well, I'll tell you my pattern. My pattern was this. In the beginning, when we didn't have an audience and we didn't, we didn't have anything, it started off creating from within. It started yeah. off with us bouncing our ideas off of each other. Yo, that shit hard. I really don't like that shit. Yo, that shit going on the project. Da, 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 da. And us thinking that once we form this project, Nigga, Jay-Z gonna come from a helicopter and save us. Like, that's, yeah. I swear that's what we thought. Mm -hmm. um, and then we went, to the, we went to the open mics. We started performing. We saw different, you know, we saw different, uh, you know, different reactions from the audience. Mm -hmm. um, it made us better. It made us a lot better. Mm -hmm. And... I'm, again, I am very lucky to be the person that I am, and I'm very lucky to have the mind that I have because instead of letting things defeat me, I just became a student. But that's not luck. That's a blessing because a blessing is attached to you listening. Right. And you acting on your listening. Right. To whatever your higher power is. That's that's a blessing. Right. Many so people so, don't listen to that level. For sure. So this is the thing. So like, we would watch other artists and learn from other artists and see mm -hmm. how other artists moved on stage and see how they maneuvered and see how, you know, where they stood and how they performed in different, because uh, even, even when you perform, it's still, you, it, there's a sense of acting. Yeah. There's, a, there's a huge performance. sense. It, it's performing. So mm -hmm. you can't just get up there and uh, 
rhyme words. Blue hue, do shoe. Like, no, like you have to get up yeah. there and I can, I'm at a space now where I can get up on stage, say the word blue and make people feel that shit. So like mm. there is, there is a there, there's a level of being a student. And then we started to perform. We started to get certain reactions and we got high off of those reactions. So now we're in the house writing our stuff and erasing. Like, no, nah, that ain't going to get them. That's not going to make the audience do mm-hmm. something like this. Oh, I'm going to do the this. reaction. I, and it's, now it's like I'm writing for them. For a reaction. For a reaction. So it's like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to kill these niggas with this line. Oh, I'm going to murder these. Okay, so the next. And we practice and practice and practice. And we kill audiences. But in turn, we were killing ourselves as artists because mm-hmm. we weren't we weren't creating anymore from within. We weren't creating from a place. See, like- we clown we clown those type of artists at one point. Yeah, we we claimed we clowned the the Lauren Hills and stuff yeah. because we thought they just being they just you know they, they bullshit. Yeah, no, but it has to be it has to be real. It, it got to be from a be place. Real. So. Now, I, I really wish that artists in their 20s, in their late teens, in their teenage years, consistently create art that means something to you and then go out there and test it. You know the solution to that? Every time you perform, you need to end with that. Every time you get in and do your the, the series that you have, the podcast, you need to filter that message through your art. Sure. Because then that's your giving back. And I've realized I can't make you do anything, Theo, that Theo don't want to do. 100%. But what I can do is plant a seed. Now, he will go home, and if his his if his chakras lined up correctly, right. something would stick. Like, hmm, maybe mm-hmm. I, let me ponder over this a, a bit. And I, I can plant a seed. As a teacher, I no longer want to fix or change anybody. For sure. Or make anybody. For sure. All I can do is plant this speak my piece and get that's the it. hell off the stage. That's it. And that's it. And that's it. So what I'm so so as far as like the the caring about what's going on on social media, caring mm-hmm. about how shit is moving and all of that time that you could be spending on your art. Yeah. Learning about your art. Learning about different aspects of your art. Learning, learning about, about you. Learn about yourself. Mm-hmm. If you're a producer, learning another instrument, learning about chords, learning about progression, learning about uh, uh, different mm-hmm. different chord staging, learn mm-hmm. about the uh, the 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 um, the uh, the circle of fifths. Mm-hmm. Learn about all learning your music. Taking all that time to, to pick something new up, yeah. do something different, challenge yourself. If you're a mm-hmm. rapper. If you're a rapper, try rap on a different beat. You could be doing all this. You could be doing all this. Sh- everything is drills. You should be drilling all the time. You should be drilling. Like when you go to school and you go into class and in the morning there's a warm-up, there's a drill, there's a make. You should be doing, applying that shit to your art. Applying that shit to who you are. Instead yeah. of worrying about the politics of things. Worrying about who posted what you posted or what you, you know, worried about that shit. Yeah. Shout them out. Be like, yo, I appreciate you posting that. Thank them. Mm-hmm. Keep it moving. Yeah. Keep it moving. 
Avoid trying to think so deeply into why this person did this shit. Uh, whether they really like me or not. Right. None of that shit matters. It does not. At the end of the day, it don't matter. Well, we got the, the biggest issue was we got caught up in that in-house mentality. Yes. Meaning, uh, you know, I, and I'm I'm a YouTube university alum. Same but way. at the same time, I had to make sure I learned things the way, the standard way of doing something. And then I had to make it my own. And then mm-hmm. on the other side, I can't do everything. Right. I really can't do everything. Just right. being honest with yourself. Nigga, you don't know how to read music. So right. I'm not going to sit up there and try to write for you. I'm going to learn it so mm-hmm. I know who to hire. Right. And I know that they know what they're doing. That's as much as I'm going to learn. Um, but on the flip side of that, I'm going to make sure what I do have control of, I can do that shit without even blinking. It's the preparation of it. Listen, when I say, when I was younger, one of the things that I always wanted to do was just find a studio home. That's Mm. all I wanted to do. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to find a studio home. I had Mm -hmm. places that I could perform. It's easy. Um, and I had like my little home studio, like my little room and shit like that. It's easy. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, in Baltimore people, I love us so fucking much. I love us as artists so much because mm-hmm. especially the ones that are still doing it and the ones that are really good. Because the ones that are really good came from a place of fuck it, I'm gonna do it myself. Yeah. Yeah. Because what you're yeah. saying right now, and what you because you, you said it in the beginning of this podcast, um, there were a lot of things that you did yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's because mm-hmm. when you reached out to people, they weren't giving you the answers that you that, that you were looking for. Mm-hmm. They weren't putting you in an environment that was probably best for you to hone in on your art. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you was like, yo, I have to go do this shit myself. Yeah. Um, as a as a musician, as an artist, as a rapper, whatever the case may be. A lot of the really dope niggas start off doing this shit by themselves. When I was young, I just wanted a studio home. Every studio that I went to, and when I say a studio home, I mean a professional one. I mean yeah. the one that had studio A, B, and C in a building that yeah. you walked in and it was big ass mixers that had all of the faders that uh, uh, uh amateur or regular person that's not in that area understand. Yeah. That don't understand mixing and mastering and reverb and uh, plugins and 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 uh, 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 busting a track from 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 one track to another to make sure that all of the sounds go into this, so you don't overflow one certain uh, uh, so you don't overflow your CPU and your shit crash and you lose all your music. Like instead of learning that shit from experience, because I've lost a lot of shit doing a lot of shit. <laughs> I lost a lot of shit doing a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. If I had a studio home where there was an engineer and musicians in and out, and I was mm-hmm. always in that environment, I would right. have picked that up. I would have learned, yo, you need to get an external hard drive. You need to invest in an external hard drive immediately so that mm-hmm. if you do lose your shit, you always got it. I had to learn that by myself. I didn't learn that from a studio home. Every mm-hmm. studio home that I went to or every place that I went to, they always wanted some money was always like, yeah, I mean, you can kick it, but it's going to be like $75 to kick it. It's going to be, if we all chip in and put $100 in, then we can kick it in this dude. 
Well, nigga, I don't have music here. I just want to be in the environment. I just want to be yeah. around as a yeah. young person. Now, um, I I still I still don't have that studio home, but I have access to a bunch of studio. I can do it now. Like I know. Mm-hmm. I know studios I can just go to and sit and chill if I just want but to. But you, you've learned enough to be comfortable not having one at this moment, so you 100%. know how to finagle it and, and really make your choice. If I wanted to go to mm-hmm. a studio right now and just sit on the couch, I could do that. I could not. Like, yo, just want to yeah. kick it for like a couple of minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just just here for you know maybe here for like an hour or two. Just you know just watching, bro. That's it. Because mm-hmm. I I I know niggas that started with me that started in their house with a computer, a mm-hmm. little shitty keyboard. <laughs> they kept going and now mm-hmm. they have rented out a spot and took the walls down from that motherfucker and built their studio from scratch. I know people that's like that now. Mm-hmm. But that took more than a decade. It shouldn't take that much time. I think that you should always have a little young motherfucker in the studio that's hungry. Mm. That wants to, you know, that just wants to learn that you and you can tell a person is hungry just from their questions. Yeah. Hey, I'm like, yo, this kid has asked me certain questions. And they did the research on their own to know what questions to ask. They're not asking me every little tedious thing. How do you yeah. turn this on? How do you where's the where's the middle C? Where's like, nah, there's enough information out there for you to kind of get that information. But yeah. come to me with questions that show me that you've done some sort of research on your own. Mm. I always want you around because I know that you are going to go get it without me. You yeah. got the, you have the, you have the drive to go get it without me. Mm. So no, come through, come through the studio and, and kick it. Come through and watch yeah. this that you would never, that you don't have access to right now. But you might have access to but we you know, we have to align both sides of that. So the, the person who has the access, you can't be like standoffish because this person may one up me. Yeah. Because I I see that as me building a legacy of my name. When we see these behind the stories, there's mm-hmm. so many people that were touched by those artists, right? Those individuals, you know, right. that they may not even have realized this person was following me or that's why they were always around but right. again and then on, on the other side i have to do the work stop <clears throat> stop coming to people and you ain't did the work that's stop 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 coming to people and you have not put in you haven't read up on it you haven't looked at a youtube of it you haven't you haven't done anything you have to know something in order to ask a question right for sure you have to you have to have incorporated something, or uh, you have to have had some sort of input input in the culture, right? Right. You have to have some sort of input in the culture, and beyond just wanting to do it, just wanting to do it. It got to be mm-hmm. a reason. It got to be a reason, and you have to let me know that you don't fucking sleep without thinking about this shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You sleep thinking about how can I do this. You, if, if it's, if it's hip hop from, this is personally for me, if it's hip hop and you a rapper mm-hmm. or whatever, you a producer and it's like, if you, you have a favorite producer or a favorite rapper, 
You better be ready to teach me something about him. Besides, yeah. besides, yo, this is my, you know, this is my favorite rapper. I really, really like this one song that they came out with. Or mm-hmm. this is my favorite rapper because I seen him on, I seen a video one time and a video was dope. Right. This is my favorite producer because I really, really like this one song that this guy, I like this song that Mike Will made it made because I heard, you know, the little tag in the beginning. Right. You better be able to tell me some other shit about him. You better be able to school me on some shit that he didn't use to make so, the So like always, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't want you to come back in another two years, uh, we're, we're definitely going to meet because I, I have questions. Uh, sure. Uh, and uh I'm, I'm telling you, that question did something to me. Uh-huh. It stirred something up because it went beyond just the pettiness and the crab mentality. Right. It really spoke to us remembering who we are. And sure. we can't keep doing stuff that the GBCA has put on their guidelines for us to be able to do 100. and how we should be creating. But we have to really create this space of creating from our nature and not from theirs. For because sure. theirs is getting us into trouble. It's leading to too much dissension and all that craziness. Yeah. But um, before you go, I have a question for you. What advice would you give to your 17-year-old self? And what question would you ask to your 100-year-old self? 17-year-old self. The advice that I would give to my 17-year-old self. This is crazy because I think about this all the time. Um, my advice that I would give to my 17-year-old self Mm -hmm. is don't forget to don't forget to have an open mind Mm -hmm. and network with other artists and producers and don't forget to say yes to, to as many opportunities as you can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember being 17 and being very protective of my art and myself because art is a sensitive thing yeah. um, and certain things that you like as a I'm a black man from the neighborhood so certain things that I like that I know other people would uh, would would probably clown me for. Like, I, I love rock music. Love mm-hmm. it. Love mm-hmm. classical music. Love musicals. Love musicals. Love them. Like, bro, like, love them. I feel love musicals. Love, um, love metal. Like, I love, I used to like System of a Down and Tenacious D and Love, like all of these things that I love, I would keep to myself because I was afraid of what other people would think about that. Mm-hmm. And it's music. And it's, and it's music. It's music. Mm-hmm. It's comedy. It's art. It's all the shit that if I said something, mm-hmm. it would it would get rid of the people who weren't supposed to be a part of my tribe mm-hmm. and bring in the people that were supposed to be a part of my tribe. Yeah. So yeah. just that fear. Yeah. My advice for my 17-year-old self is lead with love, don't lead with fear, and don't forget to network. Mm. Don't forget to talk and network. Mm. Question that I would ask my 100-year-old self. Um, 
Mm. The lottery numbers, we can't do that. Uh, no, I would never be that. It would, I, I don't <laughs> even want those. Uh, 100-year-old self. How, how did you find genuine happiness? Mm. How did you find mm. it? And mm. when you found it, mm-hmm. how did you know that's what it was? I'm going to tell you the secret. So this, so especially to the 17-year-old self, this being something that's on your mind, typically mm-hmm. these two questions, statements, whatever, are advice and question, tells you a lot about where Theo is right now in his life. 100. So when you ask, so randomly ask yourself this or put it and make it a part of your meditation, and it gives you a good sense of right now. Okay. What's on my mind? Sometimes we get so caught up in being artists, mm-hmm. and we do many things as artists. We wear many hats, yes. and then we still work a nine to five. Mm-hmm. So we get caught up in all those things. And sometimes it's great to just ask those two questions uh, to ourselves, and it gives you a lot of input on where you are now, like what your heart is telling you to do or focus on. Because mm-hmm. we sometimes are focusing on things that are outside of those things, and that's what gets us into the, the brick wall. Um, so I I have to say thank you for coming on. I definitely want to meet with you soon uh, and just discuss. Just well, I'll, I'll tell you what I want to discuss. For sure, for sure. But I'll just in terms of keep doing that because you're you're stirring a pot and you're asking questions that people may not even know. We need to stir the pot with, mm-hmm. but it, we need that pot stirred. For sure. We need some fires to be set. We need some shit to hit the wall. We we need it. We we need it in this community because I see too many of our great artists leaving. Yeah. And that's going to take away a lot of mentorship. That's taking away a lot of resources, a lot of, you know, do this, not that. Mm-hmm. So uh, keep stirring that pot, man. And you're on the right track. Like, I, I follow y'all. I follow. I'm waiting to the podcast come back. I'm gonna be a patient person and just say it. I can't wait to see the interview with Brother Muhammad. Yeah, because uh, I think that should be your next one. Yeah, because uh, we all want to know what the man been saying. Man, uh, but in general, just thank you and I appreciate you. And um, just keep doing what you're doing, appreciate man. You. This this arts community needs you. Man, that's that's deep. I appreciate you, bro. <laughs> Uh, let us know where we can find you at on social media. All right. We can send them food stamps. <laughs> yeah, please send them in. I'm hungry. Um, so Instagram is Theo Atlas. That's T-H-E-O-A-T-L-A-S-224. Um, for uh, for Facebook, it's probably the same shit, you know, Theo, Theo or Theodore Atlas. Um, so as of right now, just those two platforms, mm-hmm. Facebook and Instagram. Um, I have a TikTok, but I'm a you still working. You still work. I get you. You work. Still, still it. trying to build that TikTok up, but it's all it's all Theo Atlas two two four. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? Uh, two twenty four being my birthday. So there we go. There we go. There we go. It's coming so, up. It's coming up. It's coming yeah, up. Man. Yeah, man. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been another edition of the Artist Change. Don't don't forget every Friday at five p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll we're here live. Um, and also check out the Artist Exchange page on Facebook and Instagram. We have a lot of uh, great shows coming up. Monday, stay tuned, stay tuned. We have the first episode of You Thought I Was Him, the project um, I'm working with Detroit Burton. Word. Don't miss it. Set your calendars. Go to the page. 
and click on subscribe because we got some some phenomenal artists yeah. coming up and you may see this man on one of them because this is shit that we be talking about I so love it. stay tuned and that goes from uh january to october we're doing a short series leading up to the actual production you thought i was something if you saw a real nigga show this is a spinoff so you better come and watch it or you know subscribe to it because we might still be in this fucking coronavirus uh so sleep <laughs> tights where you fucking mask <laughs> take it easy bro you too i'm gonna smell you